<laughs> Hello and welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beers. My name is Asa Wakani and my co-host is... Nabil Olani. And on today's episode, in my case, it's bottled water, birds, and brews, because all I got right now is bottled water out here in Houston, Texas, in the great state of Texas I am, whereas our co-host or my co-host or your friend, your favorite co-host, Nabil Walani, is back home in the Ville drinking a nice little beer. What you got there, Nabil? It's a midnight. It's from a Midnight Sun Brewing in Alaska. It's called a Wolfpack. This is a Pilsner. So, you know, I've been getting on that Pilsner game recently. So I've been trying to get into this. Know, I'm having, it is. I'm drinking this out of a proper glass. You know, well, it's a lager glass. Well, it's the lager, one of the lager glasses from a Halfway Crooks. But, you know, Pilsner's close enough. Um, yeah. I'll let that settle for a minute. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I had crushed a few of these while I was in Alaska, brought a couple back, but it's a delicious Pilsner, very drinkable, very easy. Okay. And he, while well, the bill is drinking those. it, I just want to say, that, yeah, I just want to say real fast, I love that name, Midnight Sun. I think that's like a fantastic name in yeah. general, but then obviously in Alaska, per your pictures, it looks like that's like a very real thing up there, huh? <laughs> Definitely. The sun is always up there. Um, yeah. I, I did not sleep darkness for a few few days, well, 10 days. There you go. It was weird. The, it was the weird. darkness is in the soul, my friend. The darkness is in the soul. Let's not forget. No, the that's darkness it, is in the stout. The darkness oh, is in the stout. Okay. Get it right. Get it right. Okay. Get it right. Um, um, but I will say the that. The darkness um, is a... not. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can say the darkness is not in the vagina because apparently Batman isn't allowed to eat that, but I, you know, anyway, oh, yeah. you can cut that out. <laughs> that, that not, leave that in. I mean, uh, that, that, that's a different podcast. We can talk about that on a different show. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, apparently that's not what heroes do. So I don't know. I, I don't know. That's what DC said, at least, or Warner Brothers or one of them. I don't know. But jeez. Um, All right. Uh, did not see us going over there. I did not expect a DC reference. I was about to say, that makes me an anti hero. I don't know what that makes you. I don't know what that's that an anti hero thing. That's an anti hero yeah. thing. Right. <laughs> anyway, before Fair I enough. got off on the uh, the being born in the darkness tangent with Mr. Batman over here, you were going to say something else. Um, I was going to say there's a lot know. of cool breweries in Alaska, but I don't know. You just you just start talking about vagina. So, I mean, hey, you do you, man. <laughs> hey, both both deserve an equal amount of praise. And uh, Midnight Sun, what was, what was another brewery or two you hit up there that people could check out? We hit up a few breweries. Um, just to name a few. Uh, one of my favorites was like Girdwood Brewing. That's where most of like my pictures that I put up came from. Uh, that's okay. uh, about 40 minutes outside of Anchorage. Um, within Anchorage, you know, there is, um, you know, um, 49 State Brewing, which is pretty cool. Uh, they have two locations, one in Anchorage, another one in Denali, which Denali is about four hours away from Anchorage. Um, there's also um, Anchorage Brewing. I think that's what it was. Yeah, Anchorage Brewing, which was which is really cool, really nice. And um, I went to another one. I'm trying to think. Oh, there's a there's like a brew pub called Moose, Moose's Tooth. And it's like a chain, not a chain, but kind of like it's a brew pub and they have a couple of different ones. There's Moose's Tooth and there's Bear Tooth. And I think there's one called Broken Tooth. Um, and broke into okay. this brewery. And then there's like a pizza place called Moose's Tooth and like a, 
Mexican restaurant type of place called Beartooth. Uh, I went to uh, Moose's Tooth a couple of times, pretty good pizza, pretty good beers. And um, there's a, also another place called Glacier Brew House, which is like one of like a, it's a fancier brewery restaurant, but it was nice. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I had Ahi Tuna over there. And now I'm an, I'm an Ahi Tuna person now. I like Ahi Tuna. Okay, if, if, good. If, if, if someone told me there was fish that tastes like steak, I would have started eating fish a long time ago. I didn't, I didn't know about this. Yeah. Did you know, did you know about this? Well, yeah. Did you know about this? I did. I'm all, I'm all about the seafood life, man. Tuna, salmon, uh, Chilean sea bass. I mean, I, you know, and then sushi oh. is like a different category of seafood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, also... I'm talking about, you know, just, just a seared ahi tuna. It looks and tastes like steak. I always thought that it looked like steak, but I didn't think it would taste like steak. But it actually does. I mean, it was buttered and yeah. it was delicious. By the way, swordfish is pretty good, too. And that that is also similar to steak as well, actually. Mm. If you can get your hands on some swordfish. Um, on guard and yeah and and i'll also say too lobster rolls are fantastic i mean they are like no uh-uh. that, 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 that's really that's where you lose me i don't like lobster rolls i oh, I, I, I can't spend i can't spend 28 dollars for lobster butter and a hot dog bun can't do it can't do uh, it don't get me wrong don't get me wrong they are not cheap i didn't say that they're cheap but they are fucking fantastic no but no, i'm I, glad i, I disagree on lobster rolls yeah, yeah i eat to know it's well, good i eat to know it's good yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, well, I, I'm gonna yeah. find the best I tuna spot in Atlanta, which will probably be not a very good I tuna spot, but still, I'll, I'll find it. Uh, there's gotta be some good ones out there, I'm sure. And you know, I mean, beer and fish, like seafood, go, I mean, surprisingly, pretty well together, too, especially I mean, if you got like goes, a nice filter or something. Lager, you beer know? goes good with everything, man. Beer goes good with everything, yeah. But, but you know what, beer goes really good with what. Sports, and that's what we're here to talk. NBA about. playoffs, NBA playoffs. So playoffs, let let's let's just start where it's hot because you know I uh, we need to cool down a little bit and it's a little too hot over here. And let's talk about Mr. Ice Tray. Is is, is that where we're going with now, Mr. Uh, yeah. Senior Ice Tray, Mr. Ice Tray? Um, got the got the shoulder shrug going for all my people who t- are listening but can't see this. Got the tied up, going. tied up the series at two. It's two two. We got a game five at Philly tonight. Um, yeah, let's just jump right into that. Like, what, like, you know, does ha- does Atlanta have Philly in the corner right now? I mean, like, the momentum was all on Philly's side going into the last game. And even throughout the game, Philly was was winning the game, and then they kind of blew it near the end, and it looks like momentum has shifted to Atlanta, even though the game's in Philly tonight, I believe. But yeah, oh, yeah. Mo- momentum is all on Atlanta right now, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I think – but you got a pivotal game five in the West Eastern Conference semifinals. And essentially, you know, you asked me, does Atlanta have Philly in the corner? I don't know if in the corner is the right answer, but I think a more appropriate phrase is Atlanta has Philly shook right now, man, because I don't think Philadelphia expected to lose two games to the Hawks, even though I think universally in the league, People, at least like in the locker rooms, I think the players acknowledge Trey Young as like a soon-to-be superstar, superstar caliber player slash talent and leader. Um, I think, you know, obviously the rest of the league is seeing that in the playoffs right now. And when you have – when you go against a guy like that, you think, you think, okay, well, one game they might get us. But I don't think Philly expected to lose two games to the Hawks, and especially like you said about in the fashion that they lost the, the most recent game on Monday night, which it came down to the wire. They gave a big, big lead, and then they didn't have the big shots 
when they needed to have the big shots. And so I think Atlanta has Philly shook. But, I mean, as all Hawks fans are aware right now, as we get ready for this game five tonight in about an hour and a half or so, um, that was that was game four, what we just talked about, right? It's 2-2 two, two mm-hmm. after four games. There's a fifth game and a sixth game that need to be played. And if we need to do a seventh game, then there's going to be a seventh game that needs to be played. So it's this is playoff basketball right here. It's a new series, best two out of three at this point. And I don't think there's any reason for Atlanta to be afraid to shy away from the big moment. I mean, you've kind of done the unexpected so far. and You dominated the Knicks, and you probably weren't supposed to do that. And then you got the number one team in the East. Again, not on the ropes, but probably like, you punched them in the mouth real good, maybe two or three times at this point. And so now it's all about how does the rest of the fight, the, the final rounds of the fight, the championship rounds, as we like to call them, how do those play out? And I think there's no reason for Atlanta or its fan base, and especially not Trey Young, to be scared or to not be confident that they can do, they can finish the job here. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a, a prediction right now, and this isn't a like a, anything to do with kind of s kind of do with the game, but not exactly. Um, game six, we know there's going to be a game six at least, right? Does Atlanta, Atlanta. wear the M- Does Atlanta wear the MLK jerseys? Game six. Um, I okay. I don't know if this is a silly question, and I got to look up some scheduling details because. As you know, people should be aware, Juneteenth is this weekend, right? It's Saturday, Juneteenth mm-hmm. is. And so if – I don't know I don't know if it, it's fair or if it makes sense to wear the MLK jerseys on Juneteenth if game six is on Saturday, which I'm trying to look up. And um, I, got, all right, I got it up for you. So game six wouldn't be on Saturday, which is when Juneteenth actually is. But it is on Friday, so the day before, or at least the day observed. And – I think the answer is no, to be honest. I mean, I, okay. as much as I love it, and those red shirts with the MLK logo, if you got one at the game on Monday and you're trying to give it to somebody, please let me know because I'd happily take one. But um, I, don't, I don't think that Atlanta's going to wear those because I think to some degree, too, you got it. Like, it's just a jersey, man. It doesn't matter. You're like, you, we out there to play mm-hmm. a game. 48 more I don't know. So, so sometimes the jerseys does make momentum shift. I mean, we, we've seen it happen in the past. We've seen it happen okay, multiple well, times. So, so I will say a direct – I've always had this on my head, so this is a good opportunity to bring it up. But last year in the bubble, right, the Lakers were undefeated in the Mama jerseys all season long. And so they wore the Mama jerseys in game five or six of the finals, the one that they could have closed the heat out. They wore the mm-hmm. Mamba jerseys as, I guess, a tribute to Kobe, which is great, of course. But then also, hey, we've been undefeated in these jerseys all year. Let's, let's, this is it. This is what we got to wear. And you know what happened that game? They lost. They lost that closeout game. They won the next one, but they lost that closeout game. And in my mind, what happened there was one is just a jersey, and two, you know who had the real Mamba mentality that game was Jimmy Butler, actually. Because that was a game where he bought out and you saw him leaning over the scorer's table tired as hell because he just put up like 42 points or something. And so the Heat won that game and it was the only loss the Lakers had in the Mamba jerseys all year. So then the next game, in the closeout game, the Lakers went back to their original uniforms and that's when they got it done. So obviously the Lakers and the Hawks and the bubble and the finals are much different than the game five, game six, Atlanta versus Philly semifinals for this deal. 
But in my mind, it's like, no, nah, man, it's just a jersey. And again, I don't know if you can lump MLK and Juneteenth together in the same court. I mean, culturally, sure. But I think like each deserves its own significance. And for Juneteenth, it's a major holiday. I mean, it's kind of coming up as a thing and the ending of slavery in the United States or whatever. And I don't know if it's fair to put MLK with that and say, oh, this is all that combined. But then again, it's Atlanta and they could. And ultimately, like I said, I don't think it matters because the mama mentality, it doesn't matter what Jersey Trey Young is wearing. He's trying to get you that double-double at the very minimum, if not a triple-double, um, and or do whatever he has to do to help his team win the game, whether it be a leader, a scorer, a passer, facilitator, play defense, make free throws. Uh, it doesn't matter what he's wearing. He's just going to go out there and get the job done. So it's a good question to Bill. I hopefully my answer, I know is very long winded, but I hope that gives you some insight into where my head is at around that. I'll say they do. Great. Okay. Well, that works. <laughs> At least you made that part of the segment quick. So now we can move on to the next thing. So that's good. Uh, let's just talk about some other uh, playoffs. Uh, Suns, I mean, they swept the MVP and um, in Denver. Uh, so let's just talk about the Suns real quick. I mean, CP3 and Devin Booker, I mean, they're just going off right now. Um, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, what were your thoughts on, you know, the Jokic flagrant too? So I... I didn't like the call, to be honest. I mean, flagrant shirt. And, like, I was in Austin, Texas, which I guess we can talk about next week. But, like, I haven't been able to watch much playoffs yet. Hopefully in Dallas I will. Shout out to Chef Shad over there. But um, I I saw that moment of the game when, when Jokic shot. I didn't think it was a flagrant, too. I mean, it looked like he was trying to make a play on the ball. I mean, it's not a pure contact sport, but, I mean, don't – play basketball if you're not trying to get hit yeah. you know and be fair. Yeah, exactly well I didn't like that I didn't like the ejection especially in an elimination game mm-hmm. and, and at that point I mean the game was relatively close and for as much as I love Michael Porter Jr he's not at the point where he can carry the team by himself yet or if he'll ever be right but I think he uh, might be but, but eventually but yeah that's that's a solid I, I mean, little trio they got yeah he's awesome yeah oh yeah Right, and the, and the him being the third part of that trio is what makes them like really, really good. Yeah. You know, like it's like scary how good they can be when he's a third man. So, um, but anyway, ejecting the league MVP in an elimination game at home and on a questionable foul call, I didn't like that. And because you mentioned that, did you see the video of Jokic's brothers when that yeah, happened? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they were ready I mean, to go, bro. They were yeah. ready to go. I mean, yeah, they, they, they look a little, um, they look, they look a little big. I mean, I, I, I don't know, you know, yeah, they, they look scary. They look, they look like too scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, yeah, I like uh, the call. Do you think it was a good car or no? No, I mean, I, I thought, I thought you could have stretched it to a flagrant one. I mean, just yeah, because, that's about maybe, more because of like the heat heat of like the moment and the way like it got sold by everyone like i mean it was a little bit of a flop i don't know like it could just been like a regular foul as well i don't know but at most it should yeah. have been a flagrant one i don't know why it was a flagrant two but it is what it is um other news uh that uh, pertains to this cp3 is in the COVID protocol um there are like That's crazy there are rumors going back and forth that. that he's either vaccinated or not vaccinated if he's vaccinated, he may only miss game one. If he's not, he may miss more time. It also depends how much longer the 
Um, the current series right. is going between the Clippers and the why the Jazz. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Jazz, yeah. Um, Which, and we're going to talk about that in a second too. I just, I, the CP3 thing is crazy to me. Like one, of course we all hope he's well and okay because we don't yeah. want anybody to be sick, especially if we're trying to get out of this thing. But two, um, I, you know, I've never been a fan of his attitude personally. Like, I mean, I heard a story about him in high school, which is amazing. And like when his grandfather passed away, he scored 65 points in the high school game because that's how old his grandpa was that he was really close to when he died. But uh, his his on-court attitude and behavior, I've never been a big fan of, but you can't deny that the guy is a damn good basketball yeah. player, probably a Hall of Famer, and, like, has been very, very close to winning a championship before, except this is actually the closest he's ever been, kind yeah. of. I mean, he's, maybe he's been to the Eastern Western Conference Finals before. Well, I, I think the closest he's been to getting to the finals was uh, with the Rockets when they lost to Golden State, I think, in Game 7. We were in Chicago. You and I were in Chicago for that, remember? Probably, yeah, that night that we came back, I think that's when, when they went, like, ice cold or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so th- that, that was, I think, about three years ago, maybe. Um, that's I think that was the closest he's been but um yeah this is probably the bit best chance he has to win the finals just because the finals are wide open right now especially with some more news we're going to break in a minute yeah and i think just to add to your point about i agree this is the best chance he's had and i think maybe he might have been close with the clippers i can't imagine that him doc rivers blake griffin deandre jordan lob city didn't have if it wasn't uh the western conference finals i mean they had some good runs in the playoffs but yeah this is I think, the most confident Chris Paul fans have ever been about him actually getting to that level and getting to the mm-hmm. finals. So we'll see what happens. And like you said, the West is wide open as we got another game five happening tonight after the Hawks game. Because, yes. yeah. What's um, up, so with the Clippers and the Jazz, uh, the news coming out right now is that Kawhi Leonard is out indefinitely, looking like he may have a torn ACL. Um, which, oh my god, that's awful! Yeah, man. can't. I mean, like that. You hate to see that, especially you know. What's crazy about that is he had that amazing dunk in the last game. Yeah. So like, remember that? Like he had a yeah, top two play on sports center. So like, yeah, and and then like you can't imagine he could have done that on a bad knee. So it like had to be like later on in the game. I mean, I heard. Hopefully, it's not an ACL tear maybe hopefully it's just a sprain or something but um it just i almost immediately thought of clay thompson in the finals like this is yeah. like such an awful time to get hurt you know especially when the clippers kind of came back from the dead and i would say we're definitely up against the ropes against the mavs and they're now getting hot at the right time and then you lose the most valuable player on your team and um you know, so Paul George is going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting from here on out. Definitely. Um, but, I mean, at and, this point, like, yeah. Donovan Mitchell isn't possible to stop. So, I mean, they needed Kawhi Leonard extremely. So, I don't know. Like, right now – I think – Go ahead. Yeah, I think you're going to say the same thing. It's hard not to give the Jazz the upper hand for the rest of the yeah. series, especially if Kawhi Leonard – if not for the rest of the series, if he comes back, but, like, if he's out – it's definitely yeah. the Jazz in six at this point, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
and then and then a Jazz Phoenix, um, you know, a Jazz Suns Western Conference Finals that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I mean, it'd be interesting. That's something we haven't seen in forever. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting. I mean, I, I'm I'm excited well, for it. I'm excited for it. it. If we've ever seen that, one, two, you know, a lot of the talk about going into the playoffs this year is like you don't have the legacy players anymore, right? Like no LeBron mm-hmm. James, no Curry in the finals, for, and then no Lakers, Heat, Spurs, and, uh, you know, whoever else in the finals for the first time in like yeah. 17 – or Warriors for the first time in the finals like 17, 20 years. So now your marquee matchup in the Western Conference Finals if his Jazz Suns is going to be Devin Booker – versus Donovan Mitchell and like sign me up for that all day also sign right. up for DeAndre Hunter uh versus uh Rudy Gobert right I mean that's another good one Utah's got some good guys they got Jordan Clark DeAndre Aiden DeAndre Aiden DeAndre Aiden sorry I'm in hot smoke bro you know how it is. <laughs> I was like wait 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 but uh <laughs> yeah well I figured it was wrong but I was like I hope Nabil gets it or at least some but you know you know where I'm coming from but yeah, so the new generation of the NBA yeah. is now taking off, right? And so and um and then Chris Paul will be there too, hopefully. Yeah. So like all that should be a great matchup. And then on the east side in the Eastern Conference, we talked about the Hawks and then I didn't get to watch any of Kevin Durant yesterday, unfortunately, which like I mean, really well, he, me out. He, he, and he I, played the entire game so like you had a lot of time to see him. I know. <laughs> I li- I literally missed the whole game. I guess it's the only way I missed the whole game, but it's all good. And uh, it actually just occurred to me that he went to Texas and was in Austin. And obviously not recently, but for a little bit, he spent some time there. And like, I didn't even think about that until just now. And I didn't think, you know, I didn't even think about him. I mean, that was so long ago. If you think about it, like he spent one year in Texas, but yeah, I mean, right now it looks like, I I don't know what's happening to Giannis. I mean, Giannis just, just, Looks like he doesn't have any confidence right now. I mean, I don't know. Um, well, yeah. I was going to say, Kenny is 32, and he did what he needed to last night from what I heard. And so now, looking yeah. at game six, I think that's going to be the next game in that series. Like, it's Giannis's turn to step up and be like, okay, you Definitely. are the best player in the world right now, the second best. Well, then I am the third best or the top five. Like, I am just yeah. as good as you. If not, maybe even better, I have to put it together. But confidence, like you said, Nabil, is going to be a huge part in Milwaukee getting that done. So we'll see. If Mike Bodenholzer doesn't Atlanta it, but, you know. Well, I don't know. He may, he may get fired this year. I mean, at this point, he may just get fired. So um, we are going to move on to football. But before we do, I have some amazing news that I want to share. Um, and this wasn't okay. on the agenda, so I'm catching off by, by off guard by this. But I just remembered this right when I cracked my beer. Uh, beer festivals are coming back. Okay. Modern Hops has announced that I think March 2022, they're going to have the next beer festival. I think it will be another Juice Fest, March 2022. So beer okay. festivals are coming back. The world is healing. Yes. Society is healing. We're getting back to right. normal. And we got a whole year to prepare. So that's no excuses. Everybody's got to be there. Yeah. Right. I mean, Asif just went to a beer fest. Yeah, last, uh, just went to a beer fest, what, uh, two Fridays ago. So there's that. Two, well, one Friday. Probably two weeks ago, yeah. So I think it was life two. is healing. Life mm-hmm. is healing. I don't know. Man. Um, no, yeah. This, well, uh, thank you for bringing that up, Nabil. And I was going to say, you know, we can go to football. Regarding Giannis, 
Like, yeah, you can fire Budenholzer and maybe he's not the right guy for the job. But, like, I think Giannis at least needs to have a decent game. Like, I'm thinking at least 30 to 35 points minimum. If, if Milwaukee wants to avoid the elimination, he has to really go. Like, he and Middleton need to combine for at least, thir- like, 55 points um, if Milwaukee even has a chance for tomorrow or whenever the next game is. So that's just yeah. a one quick thing I want to add about that. But um, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off on the Giannis thought. But no, no, no. I I wanted to finish that thought. But the beer festival was a great shout out, love beer. I think it might have been last weekend, which it, my mind is blown. But um, my mind is also blown because of what you put on the agenda today about who's going to start the Bears' first game. I almost there can't believe it. Um, so if we can, let's just talk about some bears real quick. Uh, earlier this week, uh, one Matt, one Matt Nagy went on a Chris Collinsworth podcast and he essentially mm-hmm. said that the week one starter is Andy Dalton. And then, uh, yesterday when, um, ESPN Chicago's Mark Silverman asked, uh, Matt Nagy to clarify on that. Uh, he asked him, is there any chance that Justin Fields can start week one? And Matt Nagy said that no. Justin Fields cannot start week one. Andy Dalton will be the week one starter, which I don't know if that's just coach talk or if that's actually what he means. But, you know, that's kind of like, you know, why isn't it just an open competition? Like, and you may not want to let it let it be known to everyone that's an open competition. But, Mm -hmm. you know, if if Justin Fields is, you know, heads and shoulders above Andy Dalton and heads and shoulders above Nick Foles, he should be the starter. I guess that's what I think. So, okay, you think he should – okay, I I get that. I guess my thinking, uh, you know, if I could answer this like a player, you know, which is not something – I don't know if I've ever put myself in that position before. But if I could answer this like a player or a coach, I would say, like, who cares, you know? And even if I was the – like, a fan of the team, I would say, like, who cares? Because I think what? week one isn't week – 17 or nfc you know wild card or whatever like i'm trying or even like week four or five when you're like actually in the rhythm of the season and the game starts to count week 11 12 you know like if andy dawn is a starter week one and then justin fields is headlining monday night football in week 11 who cares who the starter is week so one? i'm so trying to get my, the my, my, my rebuttal to that is the last year the bears made the playoffs yes uh, did they? I don't even know, but yeah. Last year, the Bears made the playoffs, and they okay. lost in the wild card round to the Saints. The Bears made okay. the playoffs yeah. by one game. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs by one game, meaning yeah. if, if, if we go by your strategy right now, by who cares about week one, if the Bears potentially would have lost week one last year when they would have won, mm-hmm. they would have missed the playoffs last year. Correct? Yeah. So I guess, every I mean, game I matters. Guess, yeah. Every game matters. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But then, I mean, if if I ask you who's going to start Week Five for the Bears, what are you going to say? The better quarterback. I want the better okay, so quarterback then, to start. And yes. so I think, and see, and I think Andy Dalton might be the better quarterback, which is fine. But mm-hmm. I want it to be like, okay, we got to find out who the better quarterback is, not Andy Dalton's quarterback, because it's not like Andy Dalton's been on the Bears for the past four years. This is a whole new system right. to Andy Dalton, too. So, you know, hey, he didn't even start when he went to his last team. Yeah, he exactly. didn't even start when he so, went to his last team. Right. So, so coming out right now and saying Andy Dalton is our starter, when he has to learn everything. Yes, he, he's a veteran for 
so many years. Mm -hmm. Yes, he probably has an edge on a lot of stuff than Justin Fields does right now, but Justin Fields, better athlete, probably the better quarterback outside of like a system, right? Just raw quarterback. Mm. Justin Fields probably better than Andy Dalton at this, at this point. Um, yeah. You know, so that, that I want the better quarterback to start. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's totally fair and valid. And whereas my perspective is I want the quarter, better quarterback to make sure we're starting that guy week five, week 11, week whatever. Well, if, if, if the better quarterback week starts week one, if the better quarterback starts week one, it's assumption he's going to start from week one all the way to week 17. <laughs> Barring injury. Yeah. Well, and we can move on too, because I think like you also got to think about preseason minutes and game speed. Like Justin Fields hasn't seen an NFL game in action before, and he will not see it until yeah. probably about nine minutes into the first quarter of week one. If he does start, and if he doesn't yeah. start, it might be nine minutes into the first, second half. Like he has not ever seen that level of that magnitude. And I also wonder if it's reverse psychology. And that I don't want anybody in this town to treat this young guy as if he's quarterback one because we need him to be focused. So, like, don't don't go blowing his head up and being like, yeah, I mean, it's already happening to him because he's the new hot best thing in town. But, like, yeah. in terms of for fields to just focus and it's like, look, in the locker room, guys, Andy's the veteran. He's going to go out there. He's going to take the first couple hits maybe because, you know, we got to get our shit together. We got to protect our package. And then, yeah, like, the third or fourth series, Justin, you're the guy. But as far as everybody else goes, Andy, you're starting week one, and then I'll make a call when I say it's time to make a change. So I think that could also okay. be a thing. We're in the locker room. What they tell you is different. But anyway, what else we got? Okay. Hey, hey. Right, I got but I just want to play devil's advocate real quick on one thing you said earlier about yeah. who cares. Uh, let's say if it comes out today that they come out and say Hayden Hurst is a tight end one for the Falcons, what would your thoughts be? And that he'll be the tight end one week yeah, I, one as well. I mean, as, uh, my immediate question is, is Kyle Plitz going to be involved? And if so, how much? And if the answer is, yeah, he'll be involved. Okay. Hmm. I, this, uh, that's all I need to know. Is, is my okay. guy in the game? Because I know my team. I know what we're capable of doing. So, you know. Obviously, you know, the because you've been wrong for the past three years. <laughs> hey. Hey, I did say I did say your boy Justin Herbert was a good mobile quarterback, and that's because he had three rushing touchdowns in the bowl game, and he's also one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So I wasn't wrong about that, just for the record. But uh, Justin Herbert, Justin Fields. I was Justin Herbert. Justin, Justin Herbert, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, um, Allen Robinson did not hold out. He did report to minicamp. Uh, Eddie Goldman though did skip day one of uh, mandatory minicamp. So that's just something to keep an eye on. Uh, eye on. Um, Falcons news. Uh, Falcons have signed, let's see, five of their draft picks. Uh, Jalen Mayfield, mm -hmm. Taquan Graham, whoa, uh, Avery Williams, Frank Darby, and Adekumbe Oganji? Oganji? Yeah, we, we're going to uh, have to learn how to say that name. Yeah. Um, but the kid yeah, from my, my apologies. Name, right? Yeah, the kid from no, Notre Dame. Uh, but there are some um, uh, minicamp holdouts across the league, though. Aaron Rodgers, Jamal Adams, Stephon Gilmore, Xavier Howard, and Chandler Jones. I think all of them won a new contract, except for Aaron Rodgers, who just wants out. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, and that's just that's just some NFL news. There is some college football news, though. There, um, actually, did you yeah. have any thoughts on the NFL before we move there? Any other thoughts on the NFL? Uh, 
Man, honestly, not a whole lot other than Stephon Gilmore is a little surprising to see on that list, to be honest, and kind of Jamal Williams is too. Or Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams. Yeah, well, Jamal, Jamal Adams, Adams wants a contract. Too. Jamal Adams never got his contract right, well, he got traded. And, and he, yeah, exactly. He came over in the trade. So, like, not that surprising when you think about that one. But uh, Gilmore, I mean, I don't know. These are some good, these are some good uh, athletes on that list right there, you know, some like mm-hmm. real key uh, playmakers. And so they think any one of those guys, you know, we're going to keep an eye on that. The Falcons, like we said, we'll get that name right for sure. Um, you didn't mention Foles to the Jets. I don't even, I mean, what's going to happen with him? But, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just like that's a rumor that uh, well, the Jets don't have any experienced quarterback on the roster right now, and they're, they're rumored to be trying to get an experienced quarterback. And the Jets uh, GM was in Philly when Nick Foles took them to the Super Bowl, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like a back ended like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Maybe they'll trade for Nick Foles since Nick Foles is on the trade block. Uh, so that's kind of something just to monitor. I um. This is a silly question. I don't even know if I can ask, but like if Nick Foles gets traded to the Jets, who starts week one? Is it Nick Foles or or the other guy, Zachary? I mean, well, well it depends. I mean, I mean, Zach Wilson. I, I don't know. I mean, remember, I, I, I think Zach Wilson is going to like, I don't know how he's going to do his first year. Like, remember, I, when, um, when we were talking about the draft, I was saying Zach Wilson has the highest possible bust rate in the draft, like quarterback wise. Um, and I still believe that. I mean, could could Zach Wilson be good? Yes, he could. But I feel like if there's a quarterback out of all the quarterbacks that I believe is going to be a big bust, I think it's going to be Zach Wilson. I mean, he just he came out of the scene nowhere, and he just he's flashy, and that kind of moved him up to number two, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Like, um, if the the quarterback that I think that probably needs to sit the longest, I think is Zach Wilson. Even. I, even over Trey Lance, even over – I don't think Justin Fields necessarily needs to sit. I don't think Trevor Lawrence needs to necessarily sit. But Zach Wilson, yeah. I think he needs to sit. Trey Lance, I think he needs to sit too. But Trey Lance also has like a veteran quarterback ahead of him. The Jets don't have a veteran quarterback. If you look at their roster, their, their quarterback one through three, you can't recognize any of the names except for Zach Wilson. Okay. Well, so I my, my thing with asking that question is just a simple play, which is that – it's the same thing in my mind as the Andy Dalton and Nick uh, Justin Fields situation. Like week one starter, you got an experienced guy, you got this guy. Like quality wise talents, they're both still rookies and so veterans and this and that. The so the only difference I'll say is that the Jets as a team isn't as good as the Bears as a team. Also, the Jets in a division is a stronger division than currently the Bears are going to be with Aaron Rodgers up in the air. You don't know what's going to happen with Green Bay. Minnesota does. Minnesota is always questionable if they're going to be good or bad. It's basically how Kirk Cousins' arm is. And the Lions are going to suck for the next two years uh, on top of whenever they sucked already. So the Bears, if Aaron Rodgers is not quarterback of Green Bay, which it's a 50-50 shot, I don't know what's really going to happen. I have a bold prediction on that, too. We can get that either this week or next week, your call. Um, whatever happens to Aaron Rodgers, the Bears have a shot to win the division. And I would rather have the better quarterback be there. So also, if you look at it, Matt Nagy's on the hot seat. Um, coach of the um, yeah. Jets, uh, the form Robert Salah, is not on the hot seat. So it's not the same situation, right? Yeah. Um, no, that's fair. Sorry, I, I had to respond to a quick email. But I, I heard what you said, and I heard what you said, and I think that 
Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, honestly. But I think the Jets, too, it's just, I mean, it's still a rookie quarterback. And but with Nick Foles, I would say you do need to have a backup there, a trusted veteran backup, right. whether it's Andy Dorn or Nick Foles. So it makes sense. And who knows what the Bears could get out of trading for a quarterback and or at a point now where they don't have a major need, right? Like you got mm-hmm. a quarterback. So whatever you do get back is truly a luxury or an asset if you can make the right deal. So yeah. um, you don't have to be desperate about it. You know, so you can kind of show you can flex you flex a little bit, and um, so I think I mean football wise, that's that. I don't have much else other than uh, the college football playoff. Right, that's what you want to talk about. Yeah, that's college football playoffs, the potential expansion, which I'm ready for. I mean, it's a 12 team yeah. expansion. I mean, give me 12 team college football. I mean, because like if you be college football, the last I don't know how long the playoffs have been. Has it what six years since the playoffs have been in existence? Six, eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a few years now. Let's say a gentleman's five, at least five years, five years for sure. Um, yeah. you know, five years, I think the same three teams have been in there at least each of the years. I mean, Alabama has gone every year. I think Clemson's gone every year, I believe. And then, um, but the, I think Ohio state may well, have gone Dame, almost every year. Notre Dame has gotten in a couple of times has, and done Ohio State's been and there. Then, like, it's, it's the same teams every year. Like if, if you yeah. expand it, then we have the opportunity to see more teams to actually give bowl games a purpose again because half the bowl games don't even matter anymore, right? Now right. with an expanded playoffs for, you know, like yeah. teams like Northwestern who could have made the playoffs last year, who was, they, they could have they made, made this playoff scenario. I mean, uh, yeah. You know, teams like UGA, who you know they're in, they're in the tough, they're in the SEC. I mean, it's tough every year for any SEC, any more than more than Sometimes one SEC team making every year. One game. Yeah, yeah. But um, like but the true playoff, one game yeah. I mean, it, I mean, imagine like a true playoff, and then you have Georgia versus LSU as a playoff game. I mean, that would be amazing. Um, right. You know, Penn State a and few years that- ago. So, okay, I got some – well, I think, like you say in the bill, it brings the whole BCS system and the bowl game system and the college football program into better alignment. You know, yeah. it's just better alignment. What we should have had years ago. Truthfully, this is what we should have had years and years ago. Right. Because this is what we wanted the whole time. So I think that's great. And it starts as of this season? No, I think in two years. I think it's not going to start yeah, for two years. Yeah, that's the city part. That's the they should just start right away. I mean, it's like if you come up with a good idea and you're like, it's, we're going to implement this great idea, but you don't push it two years out. Like, just implement it right now. I don't Dude, know. Yeah, that's that's what we try to do on this podcast, right? At Bears, Virgin Brews every week. Impl- implement we stuff along. right away, right away. Um, which I, I think there's one thing you want to implement right away about Aaron Rodgers, and I think we might have the same question for each other. So you can okay. go first, though. All right. Uh, so I guess we'll do this right now. We'll end on this. Um, yeah. How does the Aaron Rodgers saga end? Like, how does this end this year? What happens? Damn. Okay. You're talking about like this year, just like, oh man, this is like metaphysical. I wasn't expecting it to be like this. I was just going to ask. That's just you, metaphysical. I was going to say, I don't know if, because you said saga and I was like, holy shit. But um, I was thinking. Well, this, this offseason has been, been, been a little saga. Yeah. Well, my so, question is going to be do you think he'll even get traded? I think. My immediate answer to you, just because I'm scrolling down the thing, I think he'll go to the Saints, actually. And I think he'll go – yeah, I mean, because 
if he doesn't come back to Green Bay, he's not done playing. He's not going to retire. So why would right? you think Green Bay would trade him to the Saints? Uh, I don't think – I mean, I don't know how much leverage Green Bay is going to have in this situation. They, they actually – and we talked about this in the past. Like, they actually have more leverage than he does because they can make yeah. him pay $22 yeah. million plus, $22 plus million to get out of his own contract. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like, is that kind of what you were referring to when you asked me that so, question? No, I, I just wanted to know. Like, I just wanted to know what you think is going to happen at the beginning of the season. Is Aaron Rodgers going to sit out? Is he going to get a new contract? Is he going to get like an adjusted contract? Is he going to get traded? Is he retired? Does he just go on Jeopardy for a year and just sit out? That's what I meant. But Damn. but 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 you're saying that he's going to go to the Saints this year or next year? Uh, I guess whenever he's eligible to, if he does not finish his playing career with the pack, I love that you mentioned sitting out a year and, and doing Jeopardy. I think that shit would be fucking insane if that happened, but it would also be awesome. And if he does go to a different team, I think the Saints are the perfect place for him to go because I feel like him and Sean Payton, he and Sean Payton would be a nightmare. Just like I, – I mean, they got Jameis, though, and Taysom Hill is not going to be your guy. So, like, that's the thing. Like, Aaron Rodgers to New Orleans, especially when that franchise in that city is used to winning and competing. Uh, and fucking that Brady game that he lost in the NFC Championship, well, now you get to play him twice a year, maybe three times a year. But like, who cares about that? It's Sean Payton and Aaron Rodgers scares me, and I think that is probably the only thing that makes sense, right? I mean, realistically, maybe no. Indy. I think there's a lot of places that make sense. I mean, I, I think Denver makes a lot of sense. This is what I think yeah. is going to happen. I think Aaron Rodgers will ultimately play for the Packers this year, but mm-hmm. he's going to come back on an adjusted contract. He's going to get a okay. fat raise, and he'll have the option to opt out of his contract next year without being franchised. Like it'll be written yeah. in his contract that he'll play this year for Green Bay. But next year he gets to opt out and he gets and no one can franchise him. That's what I think is mm-hmm. gonna happen. Because I don't see Green Bay trading him. I don't see him sitting out. I don't see it's too I think it's too late for both of the things to happen. And I don't know mm-hmm. how good Jordan Love actually is right now. And Packers are in win now mode. I mean, they want to win. So Packers can just roll the dice and be like, all right, here, we'll give you, we'll give you a raise, we'll give you an opt-out. If if Aaron Rodgers leads the Packers to the Super Bowl, will Aaron Rodgers truly want to leave the Packers after winning the Super Bowl? And will he like he'll opt out and then maybe just resign with the Packers and then the Packers will have to get rid of Jordan Love? Or if next year it just blows up in their face, then Aaron Rodgers can still opt out and then he can go sign wherever he wants as you know as their starting quarterback, get a buttload of money. Yeah. And you can go to Denver. He can go. He can go to John Gruden wherever he wants. Like, hey, I want. I want to be. I want to be a, a Raider. He can go wherever. He can do whatever he wants. Dude, if he, he waits a wants... year, he could even. I was gonna say, if he waits a year, he could even come to Atlanta if he really wanted to. Like, who cares? You no, know, not, not not not, not with wants. that. Not with that Matt Ryan contract, man. Y'all, y'all push forty million to next year. Yeah, is that what it, is that how it works? I think it was like over the course yeah. of two years, but yeah, that's that's what the Saints no, did. No, no, but the, the cap hits forty million next year. <laughs> well, yeah, that's again, that's what the Saints did for years is they kicked the can yeah. down the road, and that's essentially yeah. what the Falcon strategy is uh, doing now. Yeah, um, uh, but but yeah, anyways, so, so we'll that that's what I think is gonna happen. Uh, we can end on this, but you know, just keep an eye out. Aaron Rodgers, he will report to camp, but he will get an opt-out clause written in his contract 
where he can opt out next year. Um, we're drinking beers. It's Midnight Sun Brewery. Bears, birds, and brews. Yo, awesome. Bottle of water, birds, and brews for me today. But yes, Bears, at Bears, birds, and brews on social media. And also, let's go, Hawks, baby. It's on Atlanta. Let's go.